0: Hello, Hello, and welcome to, to Geeks and peeps. peeps. I'm Brian Petrata, along with my son, Dominic Petrata. That's we are recording in his bedroom right now for our first ever podcast called Geeks and Peeps, which you know because you've clicked on it, you've downloaded it, you've hit play, whatever it is that you've done. Um, you've done it because you know this is called Geeks and Peeks. Peeps.
1: Peaks, <laughs> Peaks and
0: valleys. Geeks and peaks and valleys and peeps and... Uh, marshmallows. Mm, marshmallows sound good. <laughs> s'mores. Always, always room for s'mores, unless yes. you're on a diet like I am right now. Um, ow. <laughs> <laughs> no violence on geeks and peeps.
1: Yeah, don't well, say peaks.
0: No more peaks, although we want to give you a peek into our mind and our thought processes into the world of popular culture. Uh, particularly really? geek culture as it stands now. And um, so, as again, you probably saw from the title, this is um, a podcast about the new Star Wars movie called Solo: A Star Wars Story. So what we plan to do on this podcast is break down solo, and then on future podcasts, we're going to talk about probably other movies Mm. quite a bit. We'd like to do that a lot. Maybe books. Maybe books. Uh, Uh, Speaking
1: of books, Stephen King just um, published his new book, The Outsider. I'm excited to read that.
0: Yes, not to be confused with The Outsiders, written by S.E. Hinton, which uh, you probably haven't gotten to yet, Dominic, in (laughs) in school, but you're about to start middle school, and uh, it's coming up soon, I I promise you. Someone will assign you. The Outsiders, but this, this is Stephen King, it's called The Outsider, just came out, haven't read any reviews about it, don't know much about it, except what's on the jacket, so um, I'm yeah. sure that's one that we will both read and talk about as well.
1: Definitely.
0: Uh, maybe mix in some music from time to time, <laughs> comics, <laughs> anime. <laughs> anime,
1: that's that's me. He. That's he, mostly him. Yep, that's me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, in fact, he's wearing a shirt right now, something it's, that I don't even know what it it's, is. It's
1: uh, My Hero Academia. It all Great looks anime. like...
0: It all looks like Dragon Ball Z to me. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I think I just embarrassed him. Um, so why are we doing this? Yeah, just because we want to. Yeah. Mostly. And we Fun. hope that that you uh, join exactly. us for the journey and that you type in with your uh, comments and uh, things like that. Because we yeah. want to know what, what you think as well. Um, we think we're right, but we want to hear your your opinions also so our opinion so low so low how so low can you go we saw this <laughs> so two days ago yes on an imax mm-hmm. uh which i think is animal at an amc yeah yeah
1: animal.
0: amc theaters in dallas in texas in dallas texas yes indeed <laughs> because in texas even the screens are bigger so we saw it on an IMAX, and, uh, you know, if you're going to see a Star Wars movie and you have an opportunity to see it on an IMAX... You got it. You got to see you it on have IMAX. have to take the opportunity. Yeah. You just do. The theater that we normally go to is basically a bed Thresh. sheet and a flashlight. So we were pretty thrilled to be able to see it in an IMAX, and uh, turned out even better because... You hear that crinkling? That's a, that's a package that's holding a little present that we got.
1: Yes. Um, it has two pins... Uh, corresponding to the Solo movie. One says, Best in the Galaxy, and... Never tell me the odds. Effie Trinket would love to, Solo. Or Han.
0: Yeah. So and, never never tell me the odds. I love that. that's one of my favorite Han Solo lines. And he didn't say it in this movie, so just, uh, that's one of the taglines, I think, that was uh, promoted with the film. He did not say that one. Yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to all that, though. We're um, telling you the odds. So, and something else we want to tell you is this is absolutely spoilerific. Um, oh so yes. So if yes. if you have not seen this film yet, and you're wondering whether or not you want to go, um, just realize we're going to spoil flipping everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like meat that's been left out on a sidewalk in the middle of July for two weeks. That's how spoiled we're going to make this. We're going to uncover everything that we can think of, and uh, talk about what we thought about some of mm-hmm. these things that uh, that went on so just a forewarning um, we are we are gonna spoil this one so just real brief kind of background on solo as well so um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller who wrote directed the Lego movie oh. originally were directing
1: something.
0: <laughs> this one yes um, and then somewhere along the line more than halfway through shooting they um, were replaced by Ron Howard who's a very distinguished filmmaker. Um, he makes good, solid, middle-of-the-road movies. Uh, he's also the narrator in uh, Arrested Development, when he's hilarious in that. So there is a little bit of a sense of humor in this. But um, anyway, so, so he took over and reshot what I'm, what I've read as much as seventy percent of the movie. As we record this, the movie is uh, not hitting the financial projections that they thought it would make, so obviously Star Wars movies are used to breaking records on weekends, and this is Memorial Day weekend 2018, and it's it's not going to break any records, so from that standpoint, there is some disappointment um, around it, but uh, aside from all of that peripheral stuff, we're not really going to get into that. We're going to get into the actual movie itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so... Oh, uh, first of all, another present that they gave us is a small little solo poster. It's on my wall right now.
0: It's a cool, it's a cool looking poster. It's, it cool, is. It is neat. Cool buttons. The buttons are black with uh, yellow lettering just like uh, the Star Wars yeah. script. Um,
1: so, it's Original cool. Star Wars text. Yeah. So, we're going to get right into it with our first thoughts. I will be listing, listing mine first. Um... So I thought the movie was uh, fine. It was not a great movie, as the, uh, apparently the box office is uh, <laughs> showing. Um, it did have charm, though. Um, Alden, Alden? Alden? Alden. Alden. Got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron
0: Reich, I think. Alden Aaron Reich or Aaron Rich? I'm not sure. I think it's Alden Aaron Reich. Um, so anyway, if you know the pronunciation and you want to leave comments, that's great. We'll... Happy to take that feedback.
1: Yes. uh, He played Han Solo. Uh, He is a good actor, in my opinion, but also I don't think he really fit as Han. Um, Also, like, the movie the plot was fine, but not great. Um, This is a spoiler for you. Um, It comes near the end of the movie. Uh, Darth Maul was in it. Um, I thought he was cool. He was a neat addition, but I really don't think he was needed. Um... I did not really feel the rush that the producers may have intended in some scenes because um, we know like Han, Chewie, and Lando survive. Um, The other characters, there was a little bit more urgency with me, but really not too much. Those are my first thoughts.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. You talk about how um, there there wasn't that rush. I mean, we all know uh, if you're coming to this movie, you're likely already a Star Wars fan, and that's something that I would say about this film is that if you're not a Star Wars fan, this movie isn't going to f- turn you into one magically. So uh, yeah. if you've seen the other ones, you didn't like them, you're not going to like this one. There's no shot. Um, but uh, so you're going in, you know what these, you know who these characters are. What we're trying to find is their backstory. So like Dominic says, yeah, of course they survive. We know they do. They do several more movies. So that's a, a challenge with this film when you're trying to create some drama and some tension and you know that certain characters are going to make it. Um, and that's probably one area that, uh, that this movie falls a little bit short. And uh, We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, like Dominic, I thought it was a fun movie. It's a fun popcorn summer movie. Um, it's not going to change the world, not going to break any new ground, it's not going to make you look at the Star Wars universe any differently, and that's uh, another maybe big disappointment with it is that it really doesn't, Shed any new light on Han Solo,
1: like Rogue One, that literally told the story on how the rebels actually came into. Um, what am I trying to say here? Yeah, the, the, God, Death, Star the plans. Death Star plans. Yes, and yeah, with that movie, you did feel rushed because you didn't know any of these characters. You did not know if they would survive or not. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, on the on the flip side, though, that stayed true to the canon. I mean, there wasn't anything. Obvious to me, anyway, and I'm no Star Wars scholar, but we've certainly we've certainly watched the movies over and over again, and um, you know, I've read some of the comic books. Dominic's watched some of the. Uh, Did the you say Jominic? <laughs> Dominic? Dominic, <laughs> <laughs> I put a, a silent J in after your D. Didn't you know it? Ah, uh, uh,
1: no, I didn't. Yeah,
0: ah, spoiler. Anyway, Dominic, um, <laughs> call you Jom from now on for short. It's great. Oh, okay. uh, it's, like, uh, it's like when Han meets, meets uh, Chewbacca, he says, what's your name? Chewbacca? Uh, that's too much to say. we got to come up with something else. I'm not saying that all the time. That was we'll a Yeah. So like. Han does have some good lines um, in the film. But uh, yeah, so it stays true to the mythology of Star Wars, as far as I can tell. Um, again, didn't contradict anything. It just didn't, um, again, just really didn't shine any new light on the characters. So um, I thought... Ron Howard, as he often does, turned out a solid movie uh, from beginning to end. No huge complaints with it, but um, you know, not not one that's probably going to stick with us for a while. That being said, there's plenty of interesting things to talk about with this film, and uh, so we're going to kind of break it down here for you. And we'll start with uh, the other characters, and um, but. I guess uh, you touched on Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, and let, let's talk about him a little bit more. So okay. um, so first of all, what, what did you think about just Alden in general, about how he portrayed the
1: character? Um, well, like I said, I don't think he really fit as Han. Um, he kind of made the character his own, though. It's like the Alden Han. <laughs> like, it's not Harrison's Han, but it's something new. Um, I enjoyed his performance, but, you know, it... It's not Harrison, so.
0: Yeah, he had the unenviable task of having to play a character that is iconic and has been played by one of the most accomplished movie stars of our time in Harrison Ford. Um, so you're right. I, I thought that Alden did make the character his own, which he had to do. You can't just uh, turn in a performance where you, um, where you ape Harrison Ford. I mean, Harrison Ford is one-of-a-kind um, and there are people that do fine impressions of him, but if that's all this character and performance was, it would be pretty boring pretty quickly, I would think. But, oh, yeah. uh, Aaron Reich definitely has a presence on screen. hmm Um, so, was he Harrison Ford-like? No. Do you believe, did you believe, though, that he was Han Solo? Did, was he a Han Solo character?
1: Yes, I think he did, like, show that he was Han Solo, but... Like I said, it's like his own like alternate alternate universe, Han Solo. It's a bizarro um, world, Han yeah. Solo. Yeah. Except not as bad.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: because... Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah, overall, I'll say with Alden, I'm really excited to see whatever it is that he does next. I was not familiar with his work before. Um, I don't believe I'd seen him in anything before. Um, but he had to carry... Uh, a Star Wars movie, and I thought that he did that, so, um, whatever it is that he does next, kind of like Chris Pine, uh, playing Captain Kirk in the Star Wars, Star Trek movies, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, um, you know, it's an iconic character, and, uh, when I saw him play that role, I thought, this guy is pretty cool, I'd like to see what else he's done, and he's had an interesting career, so I hope that Alden Ehrenreich, if that is how you say his name, uh, follows in a similar vein, um, so... Alden, solid as Han. Who, yeah. What are some of your other thoughts on uh, other characters?
1: So, um, I really liked Lando. Um, he was a really fun character. He gambled. Uh, I thought that was a cool addition to him. Um, yeah, he was, he was cool. Fun.
0: And he wears capes.
1: <laughs> yes, he wears capes. <laughs>
0: Which, of course, we knew from Empire and, and yes. Jedi, but, uh, man, he really pulls it off. He, he is by oh, far yeah. the most stylish Star Wars character. Well, I would say I guess it's him and Queen Amidala, although I liked, uh,
1: <laughs> I liked cool Lando's
0: stuff. style a little better. <laughs> <laughs> Made a little more sense.
1: Yeah, other than, like, poofy, giant, freaking rainbow wigs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Donald Glover was fantastic. Um, and so I... I've heard some rumors that maybe there's going to be more solo movies. Um, I would prefer to see the Lando spinoff movie. (laughs) Um, I think he was so good and we know so little about him.
1: Yeah, other than that apparently he gambled and he's a traitor. (laughs) Kind Again, I,
0: we haven't we haven't dug super deep into the Star Wars world. Like I said, we're not scholars, so we haven't read all the books or anything like that. I've read one or two of the Timoth- Timothy Zahn books from way back when um, and a few of the comics. Dominic's seen some of the um, Cartoon Network shows, but Just a it's... a little bit. Yeah, the Clone Wars and such. But um, uh, anyway, so if there is more about Lando, we don't... We don't know it. And yeah, feel so,
1: free to share your
0: yeah, we, knowledge. Yeah, please. But uh, we do kind of feel like we're, we're in the middle of the uber, I, again, I keep using the word scholar, like the uber Star Wars scholar and the general public that's just going to have a good time. We're somewhere in the middle.
1: We're like, like um, decently knowledgeable about Star Wars. Like we know the film stuff. I mean, I like I said, I've seen a little bit of the cartoon series uh clone wars i've never even touched rebels before
0: yeah yeah so i found Lando to be extremely interesting and the fact that we don't know a lot about him he has a lot of charisma how does he get from where he is to becoming uh you know the the master of cloud city or mayor or whatever (laughs) (laughs) he probably
1: like gambled (laughs) he just like won in a gambling match he
0: may have he's a sly cookie not sly enough to a best Han Solo, though, as we saw in the film yes. later on. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, how, about, how about Kira?
1: Kira, that is Han's girlfriend in the movie, although we know he does not end up with her. Um, I thought they did... I thought she was an alright character. Uh, she had some personality. Um, she worked for, like, the evil organization. I still don't remember what their freaking name uh, was. Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. That's yeah. what it was. Okay. Um, she was sly like uh, a lot of the time in the movie we really didn't know which side she was on. And then at the end she's the one that actually contacts uh, Darth Maul.
0: Yeah, so that was kind of critical because we have a new character here and we weren't quite sure about her. Um we had, we knew what we wanted. We wanted her and Han to get together, which was which was an achievement um because we know that Han eventually ends up with Princess Leia um and uh, unfortunately they have a kid that turns into a rotten apple, but uh, maybe that gets resolved in episode 9. Um but uh, um there w- there was some tension there with her. So you're rooting for Han because uh these two come from similar backgrounds. And mm-hmm. Amelia Clark, who plays Kira, is wonderful. Dominic, a little young for Game of Thrones, but I'm all in on it. So she plays Daenerys Stormborn, Stormborn uh, Khaleesi, the Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Train Chains, Kisser of Cousins. <laughs> if you've gotten that far in the show, um, so she's she her achievement was you weren't seeing Khaleesi in that role, you were seeing Kira um it wasn't just the fact that she dyed her hair and uh, she's got the dark hair instead of the blonde hair like she has in Game of Thrones but she was able to uh, break out of that role and uh, become Kira and become an interesting character in and of herself um so uh, that was also the, so the leads were all pretty Satisfying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, And then Chewbacca, we all know. He, uh, yeah. He roars we a lot. We don't really and
1: need to say too much about Chewbacca. Yeah. He's exactly as he is in all the other Star Wars so his, films. So his character
0: is exactly how he is, right? Yeah. But uh, let's I talk mean, about how, how, really how they meet. Because uh, so, that's something we never yes. told specifically in the uh, Star Wars films. So what did you mm-hmm. think about that?
1: I thought it was creative. Um, it was fun, it was interesting, like, he was, um, a prisoner of the Empire, Tom's just kind of dumped into a little, um, trashy pit, that reminded me a lot of Return of the Jedi, when Luke gets thrown into the pit with the...
0: The Rancor.
1: Rancor, that's what it was. Why do I keep forgetting these names? I don't <laughs> know. Um, yeah, that reminded me a lot of that scene, I, but... They probably knew that it was similar, and they probably tried to replicate that maybe just a little bit. But, yeah, I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, we knew that Chewie was intensely loyal to Han. There were some allusions to a life debt or something like that. Um, And so I think it's fair to say that certainly Han Solo rescued him. Well, Han Solo does rescue him from Mm -hmm. slavery, um, and probably saves his life. It certainly gives him a oh, new yeah. life. So, um, the fact that there is a life debt and also, um, allows Chewbacca at one point shortly after they meet to free some other Wookiees from, mm-hmm. uh, enslavement, yeah. uh, which well, kind of becomes... Well, completely blow
1: up the place. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and, and, slavery becomes kind of a theme throughout the thing, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Well, really, for all intents and purposes, Han and Kira are, are slaves in a way. Or they are at least mm-hmm. turned to a life of crime in order to have a life.
1: Yes. Um, like, they gave some backstory at the beginning of the movie where, um, like, the giant bug thing. I also forgot what her name was.
0: Uh, yeah, Lady Proxima. Lady Proxima. Yeah, centipede. Yeah. Blah.
1: She... She was giving a home to people that did not have a room, home, but in turn they have to live a life of crime. And mm-hmm. Ton and Kira were just complete low lives, like nothing to their name.
0: Petty thieves. Yes. Yeah. Uh, really just scraping to get by. So you brought up Lady Proxima, and this was something that you and I haven't even really talked about much. Yeah. But um, so I thought her voice and some of the other. Kind of minor characters, robots, creatures, whatever. The voices that they were giving were really cartoonish, and yes, it took me. It took me out of. It. It made me say, "Oh, I'm watching a fake world," and um, that bothers me. We all know it's a fake world, but mm-hmm. when you're making a sci-fi film. Or a fantasy film, you have to sell that this is that this world makes sense and is real. And there were several times when just because of the voices, uh, I felt pulled out of uh, that, and it didn't work for me.
1: Mm Mhm. Um. I'd like to talk about like Hans' buddy, uh, Beckett. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I thought he was an interesting character. We don't really know where he came from, and. We don't really need to know other than that he is a smuggler um, working for Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's played by Woody Harrelson, which is great.
1: Um, Fun fact, Woody Harrelson also plays Haymitch in the Hunger Games movies. That is a great book series. Haven't seen the movies yet. So
0: here's the difference in age. Dominic sees Woody Harrelson from the the Hunger Games movies. (laughs) I see Woody Harrelson as Woody from Cheers. Um, that's what I, that's the Woody Harrelson I grew up on. And then he played in, in Natural Born Killers, and it was really against type, and now he's played some fun low lifes and characters that you're not too sure about. And so, uh, he, he slid right in as, uh, as Tobias Beckett, and he's the guy that basically, uh, frees Han Solo... Uh, mm-hmm. From the Empire, they and, escape together. And they, yeah, they, he he breaks them out of becoming an Empire pilot, which mm-hmm. Han was clearly a poor fit to do anyway because he doesn't follow orders. Yeah, and uh, he
1: failed the flying test, I think, because for having a free mind. That's what yes. he said.
0: The Empire does not want free minds,
1: like um, a hive mind. Yeah, Queen Bee Absolutely. Emperor Palpatine.
0: Follow follow the rules. Yeah, uh, Sidious, that's that's our. Our house needs to be. You need to follow the rules. No. Emperor Daddy. <laughs> um, and the last one I guess we can talk about is, uh, the, the kind of the head of the Crimson Dawn, Dryden Voss. Um, that's Voss the boss. Uh, he was played <laughs> by Paul Bettany, who's, um, been some interesting characters and in sci-fi and, uh, kind of creepy characters that you're not quite sure about, um, and, uh, he was clearly directly under the thumb of Darth Maul. Um, and maybe some markings mm-hmm. on the face that even kind of, uh, relate to that.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was greedy. Uh, you definitely could tell that he did have a lot of power. But, yeah. of course, uh, evidently it does not compare to Darth Maul's power. Uh,
0: apparently not. No. Um, but, uh, the Darth Maul thing was just, uh... Just wild. Um, and yeah. let's, let's save that just for a little bit longer. Um, so there's kind of the main characters. Oh, we forgot the, the droid. Um,
1: oh,
0: three. L337. Um, female droid. Yes.
1: Uh, which was uh, a <laughs> nice... Droid pink.
0: supremacist. Droid supremacist. Yeah, there you go. Um, and I don't know. Um, some really great moments from L3. And what's kind of funny is that these... Certainly the the other spin-off Rogue One, yeah. K2SO.
1: And K2SO, yeah. Uh, L3 was basically this movie's K2SO.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Both like um, kind
1: of comic relief droid mm-hmm. characters.
0: Yep. Uh, K2 I didn't know that anyone I didn't think anyone could really top K2SO in terms of uh, just uh, self-deprecating humor and what have you, but uh, L3 who who is Uh, intent on freeing the robots and uh just talks about how humiliating their life are their lives can be um fantastic character loved Mm l3 um stole the scene basically every time that that she was on there yeah and
1: snarky comics about comets about humans
0: yes indeed (laughs) and some hints that uh, there could be a potential romance between her and Lando, which yeah. is hysterical.
1: She says that Lando loves me, but I do not have the same feelings for him. Yeah, he Lando even the... kind of tears up when L3 dies.
0: But doesn't completely die forever because they yeah. take her... Uh...
1: Like mind, yeah, into basically. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and Falcon. and
0: planted into the Falcon so that yeah. uh, she has she has this advanced navigation system, mm-hmm. and so uh, this she this can, GPS with an attitude,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> basically
0: gets stuffed into uh, the the Millennium Falcon, and so later on, very iconic uh,
1: ship, by the way. Oh,
0: very iconic, of course. Um, but maybe that's why Han refers to his ship as a she and things like that later on, because uh, yeah. because it's literally true. The mind of the ship is L3 was a she.
1: Yeah, um, and, I mean, just pilots and, like, sailors, cap- sea captains, mm-hmm. always just refer to their ship as she. Yep. It's like common knowledge. You have to call your ship a she.
0: And now we know that it's almost literally true. Yep. It's ship does have a gender. Um, okay, so there's... There's kind of a look at the main characters, uh, the primary characters that are in this Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Let's move on to... The plot? The plot.
1: The plot. Okay, so uh, once again, I'm going to be listing my opinions first. I thought the plot was good, like the movie, but definitely not perfect. It was acceptable. It doesn't really compare to the other movies, but the prequels are still definitely the worst. At least the first two. Um, Maybe if it wasn't a Star Wars movie, I might have liked it a bit better. That's uh, my opinion on the matter.
0: Yeah, so they start out on Corellia, Han Solo's Mm -hmm. home planet. Um, We don't really learn much about who his parents are. Yeah, We we get some some references to his dad, slightly, that they basically don't have a relationship. That's Mm -hmm. all we know. Yeah. That's all we get.
1: I was kind of hoping for some backstory on his parents. Mm Mm-hmm. But we did not get that. Just his freaking evil girlfriend.
0: <laughs> uh, we find out how he gets his last name, yep. which was given to him by mm-hmm.
1: um, the Empire.
0: Yeah, the Empire it gives Han yeah. Solo his last name. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it was cute. just this random dude who was uh, taking in like people for the Empire. Just like, uh, what's your last name? I don't have people. Solo.
0: <laughs> and Solo, it stays. Yep. Um. It's
1: the name of the movie.
0: We hinted a bit about the desertion story, so he joins the Empire and wants to be a pilot. He says, the best mm-hmm. in the galaxy. It's kind of funny. Yeah. That the way he says that is the same thing, essentially, that Luke Skywalker is saying when he's on Tatooine in A New Hope. Um, saying, I'm going to be the best Pilot in the galaxy, and uh, Luke has maybe more altruistic ideas about doing so than than Han does, but um, uh, kind of similar ages of where they would be in those particular movies. And um, I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Um, and then the desert. So he deserts with Beckett. He deserts mm-hmm. the Empire, which uh, and Chewie. Yeah, he and Chewie, which immediately called to me, um, kind of the Finn story from episodes... Yeah. ...7 and 8.
1: hmm Yeah. Uh, they really didn't chase after them much, though, um, because they were really just... just random soldiers.
0: Yeah, they were kind of nobodies.
1: Yeah, they were nobodies in the Empire. Khan got kicked out of the flying regiment, I guess you could call it.
0: The Empire had bigger fish to fry at that point. They are <sighs> building, you know, trying to come up with a Death Star and some other stuff, so... Um, Clearly, I didn't feel that this smuggler criminal was going to be a big threat. Yeah. (laughs) Oops.
1: Yeah, he's the one that blows up the Death Star and, and, no, the last Jedi. Yeah.
0: So then Han is given a test by Beckett, and that's... uh, Not the last
1: Jedi. The return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, Beckett has Han, or lets Han and Chewie join him on... A good old-fashioned train heist.
1: Yeah, except um, it was super sci-fi and cool with yeah. flying dudes and bikes.
0: So they, you know, yeah, they space it up, they sci-fi it up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, kind of the the nuts and bolts of it, it was it was an old-fashioned yep. western train heist um, movie, which for uh, mm-hmm. you know an outlaw, as he calls himself, Hansel uh, calls himself later in the movie an outlaw. Yeah. It was cool. Um yeah. I can get by get behind that idea. It was um it was a fun little romp. Um, if
1: yeah, that's okay. Interesting yeah. wording.
0: <laughs> it was a romp.
1: It's a romp.
0: So then the Han Solo gets in with Red Dawn, has to Crimson
1: basically Dawn. basically
0: they, they botched the train heist.
1: Crimson Dawn.
0: Crimson Dawn. I keep calling it Red Dawn. N- Dominic of course has not seen Red Dawn or even knew what it was, but that was a nineteen eighties movie when about Russia invading the United States, it was, um, it was an important movie for those of us of a certain age. <laughs> but Crimson Dawn is the Trimble. name of this thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so so they botched the train heist, mm-hmm. but Beckett takes up for him anyway, and uh, Han kind of talks his way into uh, finding a different way to uh, please the mm-hmm. boss. Or the one that he thinks is the boss, Dryden boss.
1: At least the boss of that little encampment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Should we talk
1: about who botched the train? Sure. Because um, they come up later in the movie and they actually turn out to be the good guys. Or, in parentheses, the good guys. Uh, That is Emphis Red. They're kind of like a little... They're kind of like bandits. Um... They're totally against Crimson Dawn, like, I think they, like, kind of...
0: Kind of like a rival syndicate.
1: Yeah. They... I think Crimson Dawn may have, like, I think taken, like, the leader's family or something, if I remember correctly. Something they did like something that. bad. And then now, like, the leader of, um, Red, Actually, I think that was her name. Um, Red, or at last, or at least that's what she goes by. Um, yeah, she she was the one who started the organization, at least from what I can tell.
0: Yeah, and what maybe the the biggest reveal from the movie comes out of that um, comes. Except out for of, Darth Maul. Except for Darth Maul, yeah, <laughs> but but that's kind of tied in, right? So yeah. uh, so Darth Maul is behind uh, Crimson Dawn, and so there's definitely a tie to the Empire there, mm-hmm. um, and, and Infest Red is um, on the complete other side and talks about planting the seeds of a rebellion. Yes, I
1: noticed that.
0: You know, there may be different cells like that across the galaxy, but uh, at least this one has already kind of planted the seed in Han Solo's mind that something is happening here, and Han Solo obviously has no love for the Empire. Mm -hmm. As he says in in Episode 4, he's basically looking out for number one himself, he and Chewie, um, and just trying to get paid and pay off their debts. But... um, it, it, we come to find out that the, the kind of the underground movement, if you will, uh, of the rebellion, maybe kind of starts um,
1: with Infus Red.
0: With Infus Red, right, and one of these factions. So that's maybe the the biggest reveal, um, even along, even including um, mm-hmm. Darth Maul, just because yeah. we, we get the it cemented in a little tighter, I guess, that Darth Maul's behind Crimson Dawn, uh, which is very strongly tied with uh, the Empire. Uh, So, all right. So, um, also around this time, Han meets Lando. What did you think of that uh, first meeting between the two?
1: I liked it. It was fun. Um, Lando, quirky. He's a gambler. Um, He has this little droid battling arena in his, like, cafe, (laughs) if that's what you would call it. (laughs) That was humorous.
0: And, of yeah. course, that's where L3 comes in.
1: Yeah, that's where we first meet her. She's like, you don't have to do this.
0: <laughs>
1: do, be your own person. Be free.
0: The robot liberation yes. uh, the plot line. Loved it. That was great. That, that might have been my, my favorite angle of the entire movie was the robot liberation movement. Um,
1: yes, that was a very important event in Star Wars history.
0: So it's interesting. So they he meets Lando. They play Sabacc, a card yes. game, famous card game in the Star Wars universe, and kind of like poker. Yeah, kind of like poker. very, very similar in terms of uh, what uh, the stakes are and how it's played. And. Uh, we know that Han wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando mm-hmm. uh, because they talk about it in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, uh, Lando has a sore spot about it even then, so many years later. Mm-hmm. And Han is like, "Hey, I want her fair and square."
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, Lando was also a cheater. Um, he would have beat Han and got kept been able to keep the Millennium Falcon. But Han was slick, and he, like, got that extra card out of his sleeve. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, that, but that didn't happen until the end, right? So when yeah. they first meet, Lando actually Does doesn't. Su- he, Lando succeeds, so he successfully mm-hmm. pulls the card he needs out yeah. of his sleeve.
1: he successfully cheats.
0: Yeah, he successfully cheats. Han can't believe it, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it turns out differently later on, mm-hmm. obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the one thing we really Dominic and I really wanted to see out of this film was the Kessel Run, uh, because that's uh, famous, yes. right? It's yes. Han Solo makes the Kessel Run in less than twelve parsecs.
1: Chewie uh, calls him out on it. If you
0: it is if you round
1: down, <laughs>
0: <it's a> buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that does set up one of the great lines of the film. Yes, so, um, that that's one that I'll I'll remember. Um, and then one of the other. Kind of uh, promotional questions that they kept sending up with this film was, uh, did Han shoot first? And of course that's one of the big big things with Star Wars fans, uh, when George Lucas did the remakes of the originals, in the original
1: episode Han 4,
0: Han shoots first, there's no question about it, he shoots Greedo dead. And so... You know that sets up Han Solo as a character, really pretty shady guy, and probably trending a direction very opposite of what uh, the good guys would would want him to be.
1: But he's a smuggler. Uh, he does but, his own thing. Right,
0: he's a smuggler. He does his own thing. That's what his character was. And so when George Lucas decided that that was too barbaric or whatever, and that he was too much of a bad guy, he had you know uh, CGI'd in Greedo shooting first, and then Han basically killing him in self-defense. Like, so that's the ethic, right? We as people, we accept murder if it's in self-defense, but if it's shooting first, then it's not, uh, we, we don't condone that, sure. So, in this movie, Han does shoot first, but even still, um, it's, uh, it was soft, I thought. So, he shoots Beckett. So, he and Beckett had sort of become friends. Mm-hmm. Beckett betrays him. You get the idea. That Beckett will again at some point because yeah. that's just that's just who he is and yeah. how he operates. Um, and uh, Han shoots him, but then immediately rushes to his side, and they kind of reconcile each other. And and you know, Beckett's almost uh, it, it almost feels like it was a suicide in a way. Like Beckett was ready. He was he was kind of. Done with it, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially after his girlfriend uh, had been killed on the on the train job.
1: Yes. Uh, we didn't mention her in the characters because she really doesn't need to be.
0: Yeah, really. She didn't
1: have any impact.
0: Which is too bad. She was played by Tandy Newton, who's a terrific actress, um, but she just didn't have much of a part. Yeah. Um, so Han does shoot first in this, but again, um, it doesn't quite make him out to be on this path to where he's going to continue to do Mm -hmm. shady things. And that's, that's too bad. That was too bad for me. I thought that, um, that was a, this was an opportunity to kind of redeem Han Solo as a shady character that you don't necessarily root for at the beginning and that's what was what makes his redemption so great. Later on, when he does join the rebellion and uh, save Luke and all of that good stuff, um, he he truly does have an arc as a character. He learns something mm-hmm. and he changes. And so you could understand where Han Solo would start to get kind of um, kind of jaded about things. His girlfriend's betrayed him. His best yeah. friend Beckett has betrayed him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Everywhere he turns around, someone's someone has betrayed him. He mm-hmm. can't trust anybody.
1: That's just his life. That's like,
0: his life. That's
1: the kind of business he's into.
0: Right. So that's that he's why... he's gotten himself into. Yeah, so that's why in episode four, he is just looking out for himself. That's what he's learned. That's what life mm-hmm. has taught him. And so that's why his redemption later on is so great. And when you don't give him the opportunity to make that hard turn towards being a hardened criminal, his, uh, his redemption is not as great.
1: Mm-hmm. So... Um, here's a little side comment. Go- going into the movie, I was kind of wondering if Jabba would be in it. hmm Just because, like, you know, he's in debt with Jabba in Return of the Jedi. It's kind of a problem for him. So I was just wondering maybe he would make an appearance here, but evidently that's later on down the line.
0: Yeah, there were some slight references. Not even connecting Han Solo to Java yet, but to some of the other uh, smugglers and and criminals to a job on Tatooine or something like that. And so y- you get the idea that Jabba the Hutt is, is getting into the picture at this point. But um, he does not make an appearance. However, there were other Easter eggs, and that will be our next section. Let's... Uh, mm-hmm. That's always a question now with these Star Wars. You know that the Star Wars movies are going to reference the other things, um, and so part of the the fun, for some people it's just getting a little tiresome, but part of the fun of watching the Star Wars movies now is seeing what references are we going to get to some of the other films.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so another character we did not touch on in our character section because he wasn't important, he also died in that train heist is Rio. He was uh, part of their little smuggler group. He was a little dinky, four-armed alien. Um, He made a reference to Mos Eisley Cantina on Tatooine when he says something along the lines of I want to open a cantina someplace warm, but not too warm. That's obviously referring to Mos Eisley on Tatooine.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't too crazy about real this forearm monkey thing. He was voiced by John Favreau, which is cool. He was um, humorous. Yeah, yeah, but not that humorous. Yeah. <laughs> L3 was a much better side yes. character. Uh, no doubt about it. So, yeah, the, the reference to Mo Eisley. A um, couple of things that I liked. Is Warwick Davis was part of that uh, Infus Red group. Um, Warwick Davis was the uh, original actor placed inside of R2-D2 in episodes 4, 5, and 6. Um, and so, for those who, again, are kind of into the folklore of uh, what's gone into Star Wars, uh, would have picked up on that. I'm okay with Easter eggs like that, that uh, just kind of fit in. They're, they're not distracting. Um, when you're just force-feeding the Easter egg down or jamming them down our throat. Kind
1: of like for- Rio was. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was
0: very obvious. It, that was. That one was a little too obvious. Um, we could have done without that one. Yeah. We, obviously, you can do it without Warwick Davis as well, but I thought that was a nice touch. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, kind of a tip of the cap to those who are longtime Star Wars fans. Um uh, Lando referring to, um, how, referencing how awful mining colonies are. And then, of course, in we find out in the Empire that Lando is running a mining colony. Now it's up in the sky and it's... Uh,
1: sky mining.
0: It's sky mining. So I guess that's a different thing for him than mining on a planet itself. Uh, but I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but my favorite was probably... Uh, early on in the film on Corellia, uh, we're following Han Solo around, and there is an Imperial recruitment video. Uh, they're saying, come join, come join our force. Don't Bubba. know if I
1: remember that or not. Uh,
0: the reason I remember that is because there is some music playing underneath the um, the video, and it's the Imperial March. Yeah that was really clever that's another that that was one yeah. again that I thought was very tastefully done yeah. of course a recruitment video is going to have uh, like some music handsome. bed it's going to have music underneath it's it's going to be well produced and what have you and uh, for it to be the Imperial March uh, I thought was absolutely brilliant yeah. and that's an Easter egg that I absolutely got behind 100 so um, that was cool all right so we'll finish up with because this one's kind of an Easter egg and a plot thing and a character thing all in one, it's Darth Maul. Um, We've hit on it a few times. Darth Maul makes an appearance in this movie. If there's going to be one character from episode one that any Star Wars fan wanted to see, it was probably this guy.
1: Yeah. Um, Neither of us knew. Well, I had some, like, knowledge of it, but... uh, my dad did not know that, like, Darth Maul had gotten mechanical legs and somehow survived. Uh, I read this kind of, like, article, uh, that was kind of explaining it. Apparently it happened in the cartoons, they explained that. Um, but yeah, he survived the fall down the chute by grabbing onto a vent and, like, kind of crawling to a trash island. Living off rats and, um... Eventually, his brother found him and got him some fancy robotic legs. And evidently, he started Crimson Dawn. We do not... Um, we're not sure if he still is in contact with the Empire. Now, they probably think he's dead. But... No. Like the rest of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's maybe another... Um, some some more fodder for a future movie uh, out of these standalones, if you will. Now, Rogue One and Solo didn't have anything to do with each other. These are mm-hmm. supposed to be these are the first two standalone movies that are not part of the uh, the trilogies, if you will. Um, even though they are connected, but mm-hmm. these are meant to be one time, one shoot, one shot only. This film, we move on. We're not going to have sequels to this. Maybe. Um, yeah. Again, this, this one was set up to where you could go a couple of different directions. I would love to see a uh, one looking at Lando. Yeah. There's been rumors, I think, of... Uh, An Obi-Wan
1: Kenobi one. Yes. And Darth that- Maul could be connected that, to that because, you know, episode one, Phantom Menace...
0: Makes a lot of sense.
1: Misa Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no. Yes, we do not need that character anymore. Leave him, be. kill him, please.
0: I think that would that would uh, actually destroy Disney if they made a Jar Jar Binks oh, spinoff <laughs> yes. movie. Oh yes.
1: Please don't Disney. Please don't. Do not ruin <laughs> Star Wars anymore than you already have.
0: Um. So, yeah, so it, it was interesting. It definitely was the, the big shocker of the film that, uh, mm. that Darth Maul shows up, but particularly if you're like me and you hadn't uh, seen the cartoons, you hadn't heard that a particular storyline where Darth Maul somehow survived being chopped in half by yeah. uh, by Obi-Wan. Um, and so that's where a potential rematch for maybe from those two comes on, and I, I guess we know who wins that one too. Well, yeah. But um, that, that would be interesting to see um, if it is done well. Was this solo movie done well? Well, that brings us to our final segment, which is going to be our ratings. And uh, Dominic, uh, Youth Before Beauty.
1: (laughs) Not going to comment on that. (laughs) Um, So our rating system is going to be like 0 through 10 geek points. That is going to be our rating. And I gave mine 5 out of 10 geek points because it was an average movie. Deserves an average rating.
0: I think that's probably pretty fair. Um, I'm. I'm gonna go with a four. I'm gonna go with a four, just yeah. because. I was. I th- yeah.
1: Between that two.
0: Yeah. Uh, in fact, maybe I might even give it a four and a half, just because the things that I liked about it, I did really enjoy. So yeah. I talked about L three, how I liked that. Um, I liked. The Imperial March recruitment video thing. I did think the actors did a terrific job. Yes,
1: I really liked the actors in that movie. That was a plus.
0: Yeah. Um. Again, Donald Glover's Lando was great. Amelia Clark, I really like. Um. And Alden Ehrenreich. Again, I can't wait to see what he does next. Um. I, I think he was. I think he was terrific. Had a lot of charisma. I would watch another movie with him in it. So. Um. The characters were fun, were really good. For the mm-hmm. most part, I really liked them. The plot was just kind of, mm. eh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's a shame for me. That That's what really killed it for me. Mm-hmm. Because Han Solo is a really interesting character. Yeah. I think we could have come up with a movie... Um, we, you and me, Dom. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. Dominic and I. Yeah, were, we'll were, just
1: write a script were... for the new and improved <laughs> Solo movie.
0: <laughs> I think if you give Han Solo more of an edge, make him a little shadier. I yeah. I understand that he's the hero of the movie, but I think you could have had an anti-hero yeah. movie because we do know what happens to him. We do know that he gets redeemed later on. Mm-hmm. So. Dig into he's it. He's a
1: shady guy. Like he yeah. does bad things for the benefit of himself. Yeah. That's kind of his um, way of doing things, at least until he joins the rebels. Even still, he's kind of self-centered.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we get hints that he has some good points to him mm-hmm. by rescuing Chewbacca and things like that yeah. in in episodes four or five, uh, what have you. We we know that he does have. You know, he's a little like Darth Vader. There is good in him, right? But there is a little bit of a conflict because of what the world has taught him, and I think that this movie could have been a little more harsh in teaching him about some of those lessons, so... Um, but ultimately, I think you, you get into it what you get out of it. Uh, you get into it what you bring into it. So if your expectations are sky high on this thing, that well, it's going to... Well, you're going to be
1: disappointed. Yeah,
0: I mean, you're... Don't have you're,
1: sky high expec- expectations on anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a rather dark view of life. Yep. I've taught you well, young Padawan. Um, but you do if you're going in thinking that, Man, this is really gonna shed some light on what's going on behind the scenes in the in the galaxy and no. uh, you're gonna learn all these interesting things about Han Solo and it's gonna completely redeem the Han Shot first or or Greedo Shot first plot line. You will be disappointed. But if you're going in mm-hmm. just to have a fun movie experience, chew some popcorn, watch a, a, a movie on the IMAX. Um, it's a good IMAX movie. It is. It's a good IMAX movie. You will it, you will enjoy it if you're looking to burn two hours just to be entertained. It's Go it's try. perfectly fine for that. It's not one that you're going to look for the the super extra wonderful edition whatever it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever it is that you're watching it on. Uh, there's no need to break this movie down like you would maybe some of the other ones. Um, so it, it's not and it's it, again it's not going to convert any new fans. So. Yeah. Uh, if your friends and family hate Star Wars, um, you like it, you want to go see this movie with someone, don't take your friends and family that hate Star Wars because they're not going to enjoy it. This is not yeah. going to be the movie to turn them around. Um, but, uh, you know, again, if you are a Star Wars fan, if there are things, if you like these characters, uh, there, are, I think there are enough things here that will remind you why you like Star Wars. On solo, why you mm-hmm. like Lando? Why you like Chewbacca? There's enough there that it will justify your afternoon.
1: Yeah, I'd agree.
0: Good matinee film. So, uh, so Dom gives it a five uh, out, out of, of ten, ten geek, geek points. points. I give it a four out of ten geek points. Four and points, a half. Uh, four, four. I don't four. Somewhere, somewhere between a four and a four and a half. Yeah, I, I think we. Pro- four I'll, and I'll a half. I'll go four. the four. Dom Joes the five. Between the two of us, we landed a four point five. Yeah. And I think that's probably about uh, about fair for this yeah. film. It is worth seeing. It's not one you're going to watch ten times.
1: Yeah, definitely not.
0: It's kind of right.
1: like a one-time joy ride.
0: There you go. That's a that's a good way to put it. It's a it's an afternoon at the carnival. Yeah. All right. Uh, you're not necessarily looking forward to the next time the carnival comes to town, but since it's here, you're going to go Why ride not? a few rides. Why not? Just yeah. go ahead, enjoy yourself. Um, all right. Any final thoughts on Solo?
1: Um. No, I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, giant squid c- creature that got sucked into a black hole thing. That yeah. Was sense- that was neat. Cool.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, again, just enough fun stuff that. Um,
1: it's decent.
0: It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um,
1: I've said that quite a bit. It's, it's not a
0: classic. It's fine. No, it's fine. All right, well, it's, maybe.
1: It's acceptable.
0: Maybe next time we will tackle a film or book or piece of music that uh, that does blow us away and does uh, become a potential yes. classic. Um, we sh- will have plenty of time to do this this summer. So oh, yeah. um, there's all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Uh, maybe hit us up for uh, some suggestions if there's something, um, especially something that's already come out in the past that you would like us to uh, yeah to tackle. We'll um,
1: be willing to do like classic movies. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Give something uh, Stephen King. We're
0: on it. We're, we're on a big Stephen King kick right now, and when uh, the It sequel comes out, you can bet that we'll oh, be all over yes. that. Yeah, so next summer will be fun. Um, but uh, for now, I think uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, again, we'll uh, start post. We'll post another one of these as soon as we can, and hopefully, uh, mm. we get knocked uh, our our knocked our, our socks knocked <laughs> knocked
1: off. knocked our no- socks Knocked
0: our socks off. Socked our knocks off. I don't know. Um, Something whatever it is, I, I hope that it's so good that we can't, we're even more discombobulated than we were today on our debut show. Yes. Well, this was fun, Dom, okay? But yep. uh, we will see or talk to you folks again another time soon. But we're, for now,
1: this has this been Geeks and, Geeks and
0: Peeps Geeks. Signing, signing out. out.